Is this on? Okay. <laughs> well, good morning. It's such a joy to be here. Um, this is where we live and work, and so I just wanted to kind of give you guys a visual aid. I love visual aids. Um, but um, this is my first MOPS meeting. I've never been to one before. This is so awesome. I wish I could have been a part of something like this when my kids were little, but there's nothing like this where we live. And um, I had a hard time just finding a babysitter. In fact, I see some of my babysitters when people came to visit us all the way in Mexico. I'd be like, can you please watch our kids so we can go out on a date, <laughs> including my mom. So I came in town because my parents just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. And so... <laughs> Very exciting. They're just a tremendous example to us of just loving faithfully. And um, so thank you, Mom, for that. Um, Ashley, thank you for inviting me. Um, I was trying to remember what it was like when our kids were little. And um, so I went through a couple pictures and found some really funny ones. Um, But this is us when we first moved to Mexico. Our son Taylor was six months old. He was born at uh, Lakeside Hospital in Metairie. Then we had Jeremiah when Dean was in language school. Then when we arrived at the ranch, Daniel was born in Juarez. So that's what we looked like when we arrived. We had our hands full. Um, Here they are, a little bit bigger. I love to put them in matching outfits. (laughs) And uh, this is our youngest son, Daniel. He was very mischievous and got into a lot of trouble. So I have a file on my computer called the Curious George Pictures. And so one day I walked out and I found him uh, covered in mud. I'm like, what are you doing? He wasn't like being rebellious or anything. He just was like, was curious and get into trouble. Here he is helping dad stamp the contributor letters. (laughs) They were just such a blast. Having three boys, they got into dad's pistachios. Jeremiah being potty trained. Homeschooling, fun. Little outing, they love those walkie-talkies. And uh, Dad showing them how to stucco the house. They were always in the dirt. I don't know who has boys, but my boys were always in the dirt. (laughs) I don't know what they were thinking. (laughs) Daniel, I guess, uh, was awarded the Medal of Honor there. He has it around his neck. (laughs) And here's the natives in their natural habitat. Oh, so much fun. But they finally grew up, and by the grace of God, they all put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and they're on the worship team. Uh, the guy holding the guitar is the worship leader. He was, um, came to the ranch as a teenager. He was um, had a past of drug addiction, um, uh, illegal arms, and all sorts of a mess of a life. But God uh, really just gave him a new life, and so we're happy that he's our worship leader. There's the boys with uh, one of their favorite kids, uh, this little boy, Jared. It's Hadeth in Spanish. His mom abandoned him when he was three, so he's just very special to our family. Um, Jeremiah is teaching computer for two years at our school. There's part of his class. And uh, Daniel's teaching guitar. I, I would encourage you, if you guys have a chance as your kids get older, to get them around people that are less fortunate than them, and you'll see just their eyes are move away from themselves and on other people, and it really helps them have a heart of compassion. And that's our family now. So, not playing in mud anymore. (laughs) Anyway, uh, does anyone here speak Spanish? No? Anyone took, oh, okay, one. Anyone took Spanish class in high school? 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anybody like Mexican food? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, even though I live in Mexico at a children's home, my life is very similar to yours. Okay, I do a lot of the same things, everyday routines of motherhood. And um, when we used to read uh, stories of missionaries' lives, we thought, oh, these are so exciting. And then when we became missionaries, we're like, wow, okay, well, what they do is they put all the really exciting things in the book. And then there's like hundreds of days in between where you're just cooking, cleaning, doing laundry, taking care of the kids, paperwork, emails, things like that. So um, that was the reality. But today I'd like to apply this year's MOPS theme to our everyday lives as wives and mothers. Um, You guys have a handout that has all the verses in it that I was going to go over. So um, you guys will be discussing that afterwards. But um, the MOPS theme this year is free indeed, which comes from John 8.36 in the Bible. So, whoops, hold on. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So the question is, how does the Son, that is Jesus, set us free? So to find the answer, we just back up a little. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We're offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So uh, slave is a pretty strong word picture for sin, but that's what Jesus uses. And so the primary context of John 8.36 is that the Son sets us free from the slavery of sin. Um, But Jesus says, by abiding in his words, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the truth is the word of God, and this is what sets us free, and that's kind of the basis of my talk this morning. Um, Just briefly, I had always thought of myself as a good, pretty good person until I went to college and had all sorts of opportunities to sin. Um you know, getting drunk, premarital sex, the whole gambit. Um, And I just felt empty and um, just very troubled by guilt and just started uh, searching for life's most sought out question, like, how do I get to heaven? And, um, but thankfully I was raised believing that the Bible is true. So that's where I started looking for answers. And this is is what I read, um, verses about sin. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I thought I was a good person, but the Bible is telling me we're we're all sinners. Then I read about God's love. God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Then I read verses about eternal life in heaven. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then wonderful verses about God forgiving our sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Sometime after that, I decided to surrender my life to Christ. Um, I confessed my sins to God, not just one or two, but just my life as a sinner. And asked God to clean me, make me new, um, and I put my faith in Christ. So now being a, a new creature in Christ, he... Um, anyone who asks for God's forgiveness and puts their faith in God can be new. Our, our filthy sin can be cleaned, 
and he makes us a new person. It says, uh, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So that's just a little brief testimony of what God did in my life. Um, But after that chain of sin is broken, God gives us um, his power, his strength to overcome areas of sin that we weren't able to conquer before. So that's um, what I'm going to be talking about today. From a perspective of a believer, um, how the truth sets Christian moms free from sinful areas that we don't have to be bound by. Lies of the world and lies we tell ourselves about what moms should or shouldn't be or do. But the truth of God's word can set us free from that. So I chose seven different areas um, that I was just going to go through briefly. And um, I was just going to name an area and then just how God's word addresses those things and how we can be set free from those things. The first topic, anxiety and worry. How the truth can set us free from that. I don't know about you, but I can really relate to them. (laughs) That one, out of all the things I listed, I think that's my top one, that um, I'm prone to anxiety and worry. I mean, I've got digestive problems to prove it. (laughs) Um, So um, how do we deal with anxiety? Um, Well, uh, a mom years ago, a wise mom told me, honey, you just pray about everything, <laughs> every little thing. So um, that's what I've been doing. Let's, you know, let's pray about every little thing. The big things too, like our, our kids putting their faith in Christ and who they're going to marry, but also the little things. Lord, give me a wisdom and how to wean the little guy from his nookie or uh, help him to stop sucking his fingers. You know, everything that's causing you anxiety, just bring it to the Lord in prayer. And um, that's like the only remedy I've found to anxiety is just bringing every little thing that's bothering me to the Lord every morning. Um, Also, let's pray for our husbands and ourselves, strength and wisdom. Instead of being filled with anxiety, let's ask for his divine help. Even on the way to the airport last week, I was just filled with anxiety, like, oh, I'm really nervous about this talk, and then they say a hurricane's going to hit New Orleans, what am I going to do, should I cancel, and um, so uh, my son Jeremiah was driving, he's a really good driver now, and um, so I, I pulled up this verse, because he's like, mom, don't worry, and I'm like, and I got this big zit on my face, and he's like, mom, don't let that zit rob your confidence, <laughs> So he's like, I'll be praying for you. And I just love that. It brings joy to my heart now that the tables are turning. I feel like uh, our kids are ministering to me now. So I pulled up this verse, and I love this one. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that. And um, another verse that I say to myself all the time is cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So I preach that to myself all the time. Um, So a lot of times when in the morning when I'm praying about just when I'm anxious about things, another thing that I like to do is, um, of course, pray for my sons, but using the word of God. So like um, say I'll find... I'll, I'll pray this one for them. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. So, for example, I'll pray, Lord, please help Taylor, Jeremiah, and Daniel remain pure. Let them guard their way according to your word. I just love to pray like that because you're using God's word as the exact words for your prayer. So, you know, it's in God's will. Um, and when they were little, they fought all the time. I don't know if any of you guys have kids that fight a lot. 
oh, I thought they were going to kill themselves each other one time. Like one of them had a hammer and was about to throw, and I was like, no. <laughs> so I was just praying every day, Lord, please let them stop fighting. And I found this verse, behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. So I was like, Lord, may the brothers dwell in unity. <laughs> and I prayed that for years. And I kid you not, our, kid, our kids are best friends. I'm not exaggerating. Um, but they really are close, and I feel like that was an answer to prayer. So that's another way um, to cast our anxieties on the Lord is use God's word in our prayers. Um, okay, next topic. The truth can set us free from feeling your work in the home is not important. I mean, how many times, like, I think, you know, people look at me like, you're just in the house all day, you know, and so I kind of feel like, oh, I guess that's not very important, but um, one time somebody asked one of our boys what I did all day when they were little, and I was like, what did you tell him? And he's like, I said, I don't know. (laughs) I was like, a little insulted, but now they really appreciate me. They're very verbal with their thankfulness, so, you know, they've overcome that, but they're you know, they're a lot more observant, and their dad is very um, thankful, too, and they try to help out around the house, too, which is nice. Um, but the truth about the importance of a motherhood is, um, in First Timothy, it lists bringing up children as a good work. Jesus' disciples even argued with one another about who was the greatest, and he said to them, if anyone w- would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Jesus even washed disciples' feet as an example. We should be encouraged by this because as moms, we serve everyone in the family, which also includes washing feet. (laughs) Um, If we're going to consider what's important, doing God's will is important. We can find God's will for us as wives and mother in Titus 2. It says we're to love our husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to our own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. This is God's will for us as wives and mothers. So shouldn't we think that God's will is important? So um, we shouldn't buy into the lie that it's not important just because we're not working outside somewhere else. Um, It's just as important. Um, So I I remember years ago, an older mom, she's not old, but she was just older than me. It was actually Abby's mom, um, told me when we were preparing to go to Mexico, she said, you know what? The safest place that you can be is in the center of God's will. And I just love that. I I still remember it to this day. But after years of having thought about that, I can add another thing to that. The most joyful place that you can be is knowing that you're in God's will. And taking care of your children and your household, that's God's will for you. You should have joy in that. And that joy is going to give you strength to overcome the challenges of the day. And that will overflow in your kids' lives too. Um, Joyful parents make joyful children. Um, Third, uh, let's see. Here's a burden that we we could carry as moms if we have to work outside the home. We can feel guilt and self-condemnation, but the truth can set us free from that. Um, God's word says, after the Lord God created Adam, he said, I'll make a helper fit for him. If my husband needs me to work outside the home to help with finances or to help with his business or his job or in, in my case, in the ministry, um, I can do that knowing that helping my husband is God's will for me, and he'll give me the grace to do that, even if it seems overwhelming. There was a couple years that I had to work as the Rancho 3M secretary. Um, our secretary had left, and we couldn't find somebody that 
filled two things. Um, we couldn't find somebody that could do the technicalities of the finances, which dealt with dollars and pesos. It's a little complicated. And want to live in Guadalupe, Mexico. So we could find somebody that wanted to live there, but couldn't necessarily do the finances. We could find somebody to do the finances, but didn't want to live where we were. So I had to do it for a year or two, and it was overwhelming. Um, a little bit stressful, you know, besides cooking, cleaning, doing the homeschool that I had to do, I had to carry the full load of all the finances and stuff of the ranch. And did I mention that the office was the first two rooms of our house? So it was like a constant inf inflow of people, and I was just absolutely overwhelmed. Um, so I just kept praying, Lord, please send somebody. I was just praying for the certain person, because again, I was filled with anxiety and then just trying to bring it to the Lord in prayer. Um, Finally, the Lord sent somebody a year or two later, and uh, it was just the perfect person. She's still there now, and we're very, very thankful for her. I tell Dean, whatever Perla wants, Perla gets. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm so thankful for her. Um, anyway, but God's grace was sufficient. Now that I look back on it, we survived. We got through that time. It was just a season, and now, you know, God used it. I feel better equipped to help my husband in the ministry because I understand the financial aspect of what's going on behind the scenes. Um, if anybody hears a single mom, my heart goes out to you. That's a tremendous responsibility. Um, but I want to say that you're not alone. The Lord is caring for you. Um, you can find your comfort and strength in him. Isaiah, uh, says, for your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name and the Holy one of Israel is your redeemer. The God of the whole earth. He is called. So I hope that's encouraging to any of you that are single moms. This brings me to the next topic. The truth can set us free from feeling weak or overwhelmed. Okay, I'm commonly in that place. As a mother, I love to hear this truth. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And I am certainly weak. Um, that verse frees me from thinking that I have to do everything in my own strength. That way, when something great is accomplished, I know it was him that's going to get the glory because I'm very weak and I need his strength. Depending on uh, God's grace also keeps me from saying, oh, she's so much better at cooking than I am, or this lady would be so much better ministering to the ranch kids than I do. But, you know, if God picked like a strong person, uh, then they could get the credit for that. Instead, he picked somebody very weak and... That's who he chose. So um, God's going to get the glory when he uses you and your weaknesses. Um, but the bottom line is God gives us grace to do what he's called us to do. We visited other children's homes, and I've said to my husband, I can never live there. And I thought, I've had people say that when they see where we live. <laughs> but Or I say that, you know, so God gives you grace where he calls you. Um, also, to the topic of feeling weak or overwhelmed, here's a great verse that I love. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Sometimes I just feel lack of motivation. I'm tired or I'm just overwhelmed too much on my plate. Um, here's an encouraging verse. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So all these verses can help us set us free from these feelings of being overwhelmed or weak, knowing the truth of God's word. 
uh, next is the fifth one, five of seven. The truth can set us free from the area areas of parenting issues, okay, whether it's your kids fighting or they're not listening to you or whatever the parenting dilemma of the day is. I truly, I think parenting is the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, when our boys were young, my husband asked uh, this couple, Mr. and Mrs. Davis, to come speak to us and to the ranch staff about parenting issues. They had three kids that were grown, and they were all doing well. So we thought, well, they're successful parents. Maybe they can impart some wisdom to us. And at the end of the session, Dean asked them one question, um, and he said, we personally have all boys. What's your advice to raising sons? And Mr. Davis gave a one-word answer, and it's, to give you a hint, it's a book from the Bible. Can anybody guess? Proverbs. Okay, so he said Proverbs is where he gets a lot of wisdom for his parenting, his son. And um, not that you can't use it for girls. Sure, there's a lot of wisdom in Proverbs for girls. But there's a lot of specific things for young men in there. So um, he would read a chapter a day with his son. So say today is October 12th, he would read chapter 12 because there's 31 chapters in the book. And then tomorrow he'd read chapter 13. And when his son was old enough and mature enough, his son started reading it on his own. And um, so Dean did that with our sons and they still do it today. Um, I don't know how consistent they are, but I think my oldest son has a lot of it memorized by now. (laughs) But it's been very helpful, very helpful. Um, Proverbs helps us and our children to know wisdom and instruction. It gives prudence to the simple knowledge and discretion to the youth. So as a parent, it teaches us what to do when our child behaves foolishly, how to speak to them and act towards them. There's lots of wisdom. It's a book of wisdom for uh, parents and children. Uh, So I'd encourage you guys, um, especially those with sons, to dig into that uh, book of the Bible. Uh, Okay, the next topic is fear. The truth can set us free from our fears, whether it's fear about finances, how the bills are going to get paid, or your health, or your children's health, or their future, you know, all those things can grip us with fear. Um, You'll find particular help by reading in the Psalms. Here's a simple but to the point Psalm. It says, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. And there's a ton of verses like that in Psalms. Every range of human emotion you can find in Psalms, and it'll change our perspective on life and point us to God. And um, why should we look to God when we're facing fear? says, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And the last topic, um, the truth can set us free from bitterness. Bitterness can take root in your heart against close friends, family, even your own husband. Uh, I just want to encourage you guys, don't let it overrun your life. Um, Seeds of bitterness can turn into weeds of hate. And I've seen the sweetest of people turn sour just from bitterness. And I've experienced it in my own life. I had a situation that was going on for several years. And I was just getting bitter about the situation towards this person. And um, I felt it like I was starting to turn into sort of a mean person. And I was like, this is so ugly. I don't want to be like this. God, what do I do? And um, I had to overcome it. I really did. I could see that it was a bad path. And I just didn't want to turn into like 
um, somebody that was old one day and bitter and, and angry or whatever. So um, the Lord led me to these verses to set me free. See to it that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. I had to start fighting against that, like literally just fighting in prayer. Lord, help me to forgive this person, even when they're not trying to hurt me, but they are hurting me. And so I had to practice forgiving unintentional offenses every day sometimes. It says God's good sense makes one slow to anger, and it's his glory to overlook an offense. Whenever I start feeling offended again, I ask for God's help. Um, And here's a verse that totally convicts me about forgiving others. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So that really convicts me. If God could forgive me my sin that I've committed against him, shouldn't I forgive another person, especially since they're not meaning to offend me? Um, But it really brought me great joy to overcome this area. And you'll find as as God helps you overcome sin areas that it will bring you great joy. Um, So, okay, so those were all the examples. Now, um, I just wanted to clarify. So in the opening verse of um, the sun setting us free, that's the primary context of that is that the sun sets us free from the slavery of sin. But once we're set free from our sinful nature, um, then we're able to overcome sin areas in our lives. But the one has to come before the other. We can't overcome all these little things unless we've gotten right with God first. So I just wanted to clarify that. But here's the clincher. How can we overcome these sin areas with the truth of God's word if we don't know what it says, if we're not reading it? So um, let's back up and look at the passage again. If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So I'd like to encourage you guys today to start abiding in the Word of God. Um, you may already be in the habit of it, and that's awesome. Let's see. When, um, If not, I'd like to encourage you to read something. Just start. Like, even if you don't have a lot of time, I know as moms of little ones, time is essential. And, um, like, if you might be waking up to a crying baby in the morning. If, if it's a nursing baby, you could probably read while you're nursing. Or if a little guy jumps in bed with you at the crack of dawn, maybe you could read it to him and just help him get into that habit um, early in life. But um, because uh, it's really great to be reading it to our children. Um, the Apostle Paul t- wrote to Timothy and said, From childhood you've been acquainted with sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus. Um, at, at the point in my life where I asked God to forgive me of my sins and I put my faith in Christ, um, I really wasn't a great reader and I wasn't in the habit of reading the Bible every day, but it really wanted to. <laughs> so uh, I was just like, what do I do? I, I heard something about if you do something for 30 days in a row, it forms a habit. So I was like, okay, I'll try that with my Bible reading. So uh, Taylor was a baby at the time. So I tried it and it worked. After 30 days, I was in the habit. And, of course, God, God was behind that because, you know, he gives us the desire to read his word. So um, I'm very thankful for that. But that was by his grace. But it's not a chore. It's a joy. And you will be transformed, refreshed, and strengthened by reading the word of God every day. Even if you don't have a lot of time, just a few sentences, something to feed your soul in the morning is so important when you're serving so many people every day. Um, if you can't make mornings work, find another time of the day. 
And uh, here's an idea. You can get the audio Bible on CD and listen to it while you're doing dishes or folding clothes. Or um, my son found on Spotify, they love Spotify, <laughs> um, that you can get the audio Bible and it's got sound effects and you know, voices for the different parts. So like Jesus is in the boat with the disciples and you can hear the waves in the background and the different voices. It's like, wow, even my teenagers were glued to it. So I can imagine you can like put a little guy in a, in a playpen with some, some of those big duplex Legos or whatever and do the dishes and have that on. And maybe instead of putting them in front of the TV, they could be listening to, to the audio Bible and um, getting the word of God in their hearts at a young and tender age. Um, I actually have some of the sweetest times with the Lord when I'm washing the dishes. It's the weirdest thing. (laughs) It's like, um, just, I think, I don't know why. I think it's because I'm singing worship songs or something. I've got my little radio right there. And, um, but you know, you could put the audio Bible on just as easily. Um, one more thing I want to say about abiding in God's word. Um, and I'm going to close with this is that, Abiding means not only reading it, but actually following it and doing it. So, and that's how God transforms us. And if we read something that we feel like, oh, I can't do this, then our prayer can be, Lord, help me want to do this. Help me change in this area um, so that I want to follow your word. So, um, so I strongly encourage you, if you're not in the habit of already, start abiding in God's word. It will really transform your life and the lives of your children. Um, and so I'm just going to repeat it one more time. This is the homeschool mom in me. I have to repeat everything three times. <laughs> Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Thank you.